Beth Rusky, co-founder of Tierra International, a leadership development consultancy, is an innovative strategic thinker who embodies a win-win approach in every situation. In this episode, Beth shares with us practical, anyone can apply guidance and a specific tool we can use to improve our outlook and increase our influence. Get pen and paper ready, you're gonna wanna take some notes. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results. And you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. Beth, we don't have to look very far these days to see issues, supply chain issues, concerns with retention, Uh, divide in our world, it can be easy to be cynical, to feel overwhelmed, to feel helpless, to feel like, oh, I I can't even begin to make a difference here. Yet I know that you are committed to having leaders tap into their inspiration and to use their influence in the ways that we can. So, when we see all these problems around us how can we take on that can do attitude and use our influence there's there's so many ways to unpack that question amy (laughs) um go back to years and years and years ago i don't know where this phrase came from you know, do you view the glass half full, half empty, right? So a lot of it is taking personal responsibility for how you see things, Mm -hmm. right? And, and it's hard when we're being bombarded. That's a great word you used with so many things, whether it's the economy or the health, you know, issues that people have to deal with or politics, that doesn't matter what country you're in, yep. you know, um, or climate. I mean, there are so many big things yeah. that we're all being, you know, bombarded with on a daily basis. Yeah. And you used a couple other good phrases, you know, words in there, you know, overwhelm, or you just feel like you're just spinning and you can't make any traction. Yeah. You know, all of these things kind of come together to some type of a crescendo for people. Like, you know, there's there's a moment where you have to choose how you're going to either respond or react in the moment. And a lot of times that's really unconscious for most of us. We're mm-hmm. just surviving. We're just mm-hmm. getting through to the next. And that's okay. Like, I, I don't want anyone to hear that <sighs> as like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I mean, no, we have to survive. We have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We also have to give ourselves the space to be intentional. And how do I want to respond? How do I want it to go? How do I want to incorporate these things? How do I want to feel like I actually do influence as opposed to these are just so big. I can't even, I, I'm not even going to make a dent. 
Yeah. And if we start to go down that slope, it's a very slippery slope because yeah. then we kind of give up. Yeah. We just give up. Yeah. And then we're not going to have any influence. We're going to just kind of ride the wave. You've said so many great things already, Beth. Just in the way that you started to respond to that question, what I was experiencing was acknowledgement. Right? Like you further acknowledged what is happening in our world and what people might be grappling with, concerned about seeing and feeling in their heart, right? That, that, that acknowledgement of what's so. And then the choosing personal responsibility. How am I going to intentionally choose to think and act given what's so? And that is one of the concepts that we in, in Tierra, you know, leadership talk about all the time is that, you know, people hear this word leadership and they think, oh, well, that's a role. That's a job. That's something on a job chart. Yeah. That's not how we approach it. Every one of us is a leader because we have the opportunity to lead our own lives. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that doesn't matter if you're showing up as a people leader, or if you're just a project leader, or if you're just, you know, an individual contributor on the team, you still have leadership qualities. And we want you to show up and embody those as a leader. And yeah. one of those things that you just said is taking personal responsibility for how you choose to interact with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be to feel the overwhelm because it's a lot, it's there. Yep. And then you reach a point where, and what am I going to do about that? Yeah. And that's that's where kind of the rubber hits the road, if you will. Like that's where you your intentionality takes place. And you have to feel like you know you're inspired, you want to. And you have to feel it's possible. And then you have to have some creativity. And really, it's how do we expand, you know, to get to that point where we do feel we have influence, even if we're not in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a big world problem, how can I influence? Lovely. Really great. I want to talk more about how we do that expansion to feel that we uh, have and can exercise influence. First, I wanna tell all of our listeners about who we're talking to today. This is Elizabeth Rusky, I call her Beth, is a founder of Tierra International, which is a leadership development company. Beth has experience in marketing, sales, business development, client services, strategic partnering, coaching, consulting, and of course, leadership development. She's known as an innovative strategic thinker who embodies a win-win approach in every situation. Over a span of an over 30-year professional career, Beth has held various leadership positions for large companies like TRW, now Experian, uh, Ceridian, and Axiom, as well as being involved in startups and entrepreneurial firms. Beth knows and believes true leaders are powered by an internal source of inspiration. They have a deep sense of self-awareness and are confident in their ability to produce results and use their influence for a positive ripple effect on their communities. We are talking about that today. Beth and Tierra International is a long-term, powerful, treasured business partner of mine. I'm so glad to be chatting with you today, Beth. 
Me too, Amy. And I love that, you know, long-term treasured partner because <laughs> you are as well. You know, our business names might be different, but our philosophies and our approach to business and how we interact has been a true gift over the years. And I think it can be modeled. So anyone who's listening to this, you know, figure out how to partner with really smart, great people. It works. Yes. Yes. Well, partnering can be one of those accesses to expanding and growing our influence, right? Find others who are aligned, like-minded, right? Are working towards the same things you are. Let's come back to this. Um, How do we get to a spot, Beth, where we see possibilities, right? Where where we feel able to tap into some creativity uh, so that we can put our influence to work. A lot of it does start, you know, everyone has different tolerance levels for how much you, you really, you know, can take, whether it's chaos or uncertainty or even just challenge. So, you know, this is not a one size fits all approach. So I want to be clear on that because some people will need to get to, you know, tools like what we're going to talk about sooner. Others will have more capacity and then get to it. So the question I always like to start with is, are you feeling that stress and overwhelm? Because when and how you feel might be different from when and how I get to that threshold, right? Okay. So that's Uh normally the time when people kind of pull their head up and they're like, oh, wait, I'm kind of like in a pattern here. Yeah. And it's not working really well, or I'm working really hard. I'm not getting as much traction as I needed, or I feel like nothing I do matters. Or when you hear yourself saying those types of things, and maybe you're only saying them to yourself, maybe you're not even saying them out loud, right? Yeah. 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 So when you're here and you start to get present to that, that's usually a great time to just hit the pause button and tune into what's going on around you. Okay. And what, maybe what's the source of it. Now, what we like to, to, to do is um, we, we talk about this circle of influence and it's really based on work by Stephen Covey. And when you get to that point where you're feeling that stress or that overwhelm, we like to do something that's so simple three little columns, right? Uh-huh. The first the first column is, what are you worried about? Like, what is like swirling in your head? Where are you putting, you know, what is it that, you know, is causing you angst or concern? Okay. And just start jotting it down. And it could be so many things. It could be about a parent's health. It could be about your kid getting into college. It could be about the project at work. It could be about, am I going to get the job I'm up for? Like all these things can be either small or big, or it could be things like, you know, I'm concerned about the politics in my country. I'm concerned about how things are looking economically. Any of those things, they take up energy. They take your energy and they take part of your thought process on a daily basis. Yeah. So you're saying get it, get it all out on paper, column one. Column one, okay. data dump, worry dump, Whoosh, worry let it go. <laughs> yeah, the worry dump, it's a good one. I, I need to clean it up. The worry dump. But it is, there is something very cleansing in just kind of getting it all out. When mm-hmm. it's in your head spinning like that, it has immense power and it wow. feels so huge. So mm-hmm. the first step is really just putting it down. 
And then the, the next two columns take a little bit of work. Okay. You know, this whole concept of circle of influences, we have, we have a comfort zone, right? All of us yeah. do. Some are big, some are small, doesn't matter, right? So normally inside our comfort zone, we, you know, we're not all that worried about things and we're mm. very confident. Mm-hmm. And when things, when things expand, when we get outside of our comfort zone, we get to a learning zone, we start to get a little less confident and things become more concerning. The circle of influence and concern are a lot like that too, because the circle of influence is constricted by how big we let our concerns grow. So if we just keep spinning and spinning and spinning about all the problems and all the issues that are wrong, we are continuing to put our focus on the concern and our influence shrinks and our concern, Mm -hmm. our circle of concern just consumes it. Grows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we feel less powerful. We're not able to be as creative. We don't think of solutions that, you know, on a good day when we're feeling, you know, light and, wow, all's right with the world. Well, where'd that come from? What a bright, what a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. That's not possible when we're in that constricted energy of concern. Yeah. And so it's okay to talk about the concern. And when we go to that second column, which is all the things that are in the area of concern, we can pick one area of concern here, right? What are all those things that are outside of our control? Okay. You know, So it becomes a control conversation. Well, guess what? I cannot truly control how the U.S. Senate votes. I can't control whether or not Twitter lays off 50% of its staff. Yeah. Those are things I can't control. I can't control the economy. Yeah. Right? So many things. I can't control how other people think. Yeah. You're just putting it. I'm from a big family. I can't control how my, you know, sister behaves. Siblings. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, there's so many things that are outside of your control. And when you can list the things that are outside of your control, it, again, it's another step in that process of, okay, I'm worrying about something that I don't have a ton of real influence over. Yeah. Now, if you stop there, yeah. But if you stop there, (laughs) you have not really gotten to the good juice. You know, it's like, oh, more, right? Mm -hmm. So Please don't stop. If you're following our exercise, don't stop here. There's a third column. (laughs) There's a third column for a reason, people. The third column is what is within my control? Yeah. So within the area I'm looking at or any area, all of them, if I wanted. Yeah. What is within control? Well, I can't control the economy, but I can control how I'm spending my money. Yeah. I can control what I'm saving. Mm-hmm. I can control if I'm getting, you know, the best interest rates. Uh, you know, so many little things, right? Uh-huh. Um, even in the area of politics, I can't control the way maybe Congress votes on something, but I could educate myself on what's the real issues behind what's the headlines. Because the headlines yeah. never tell the whole story anyway, right? Yeah. So why would I be concerned about this? Well, why wouldn't I not, right? So there's an education piece I could that's within my control. Mm-hmm. I can talk to knowledgeable people. Mm-hmm. I can talk to respectful friends who really are researchers who do more research than I do. Like, why do you think this? Yeah, that's see, here's idea. the possibilities. 
Right. Um, yeah. You've arrived no, you're just here. Making a list. You're just making a list. You're not committing to doing anything. Yeah. You're just making a list. And Amy, I will tell you 100% of the time, and I know that's a bold statement, but 100% of the time, when our clients do this exercise, yeah, they realize things like, and they say comments like, okay, so I thought everything was out of my control and I'm realizing <laughs> not. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing we always hear is there's a heck of a lot more things in my control than are out of my control. Yeah. And then you're at a very informed, intentional choice. Yes. Okay. Now that I see all this, what do I want to do? What am I inspired to actually take on or not take on? Yeah. And you get to choose. You get to choose. But first you're getting it all out on paper. I love this. It takes the stress and the overwhelm. I mean, and that's the, that's one of the trigger words that I, you know, use with clients all the time or for myself, if I am using the word overwhelm, I know this tool is phenomenal. Like yeah, overwhelm equals circle of influence for me. Yes. Yes. I know. Any, anytime I have sat down and done this work, uh, like you just said, I see possibilities. I see, I feel relief. I feel different. Uh, well, let me let me recap for listeners, Beth. First thing you talked about is awareness, realizing I'm in the space of overwhelm or stress or anxiety, however you would language it. Maybe you feel it in your body somewhere, right? The tension in the shoulders is when you know or when you're not sleeping well. Yeah, like what what are the triggers to... Uh, bring it to the forefront of your awareness. So then we've got it that may, awareness. Yeah. Amy, let me just interrupt for a second. It may also be like you hear yourself complaining about something a lot. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one to recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, I've been complaining about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I caught myself sighing last week. <laughs> right? <sighs> sighing. I'm like, what is all of that sighing about? Okay. Yeah. right so we we become aware and then we have the opportunity to take the pause right take the pause we're naming it we're considering the sources and then we get out our three columns which again are what am i worried about what's concerning me what's um, giving me angst second column what's outside of my control we're just listing it all Third column, what's within my control, my ability to influence. And again, making that list first without committing. Right. And then I'm hearing we can look at what's on the paper and then choose where do we go from here. What, what action we take. I want to go yeah. back to the column about what's in your control. Yeah. And uh, one other thing that is always, always in your control is your attitude. Yeah. And how you're choosing to deal with the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And remember early in this conversation, we said, is your glass half full, half empty? Well, another way of saying that is, are you looking at it from a problem orientation? Yeah. Or are you looking at it with a solution orientation? And as leaders in organizations, no organization doesn't have problems. No people, no person doesn't have a problem, Right. Yeah. We always have problems. 
but how are you approaching it? And, and how are you teaching your people to approach problems? So if you're a leader and you're hearing a constant complaint within your department, mm-hmm. this is a great tool to use with your team. Mm-hmm. To actually, whether you're doing it one-on-one or in a group, like what's within our control, what's out of our control. Yeah. And really challenging people and yourself to really take responsibility for your attitude. If I could, if I could kind of go off script a little bit here, Amy, and just yeah, let's insert do it. a little story. There was a book uh, that was written, it was co-authored with Nelson Mandela and a journalist. And I don't remember the journalist's name, apologies. At one point, the journalist asked uh, Nelson Mandela, what did it like, what did it feel like to be a prisoner for all those years? Mm-hmm. And Nelson Mandela looked at the looked at the journalist and said, I don't know what you're talking about. And in my mind, I'm thinking at this point, the journalist is like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble because this guy's like not remembering things, right? He's forgotten decades, yeah. Forgotten a whole decade of his life in a prison. Yeah. But his response was extraordinary. Nelson Mandela said, oh, I understand what you're asking. Yes, they put me in a box. They put me in a 10 by 10 cell. But I woke up every day a free man. And I took every breath as a free man. And when you put things in perspective, that is a man who chose to be in control of his attitude and how he approached his life, whether he had things out of his control or not. And that's the inspiration we all need to find in whatever circumstances we're in, because that's what's going to drive us to an action because we're connected to something that is just deeply inspirational to each of us. Yes, yes. And when we start at the level of attitude or belief that so impacts what actions we see as possible or how powerfully we take those actions, right? Yeah, and if 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 we can be in a can-do or exploration of what's possible, uh, I, I feel like we're either spiraling up or we're spiraling down, right? From our from our attitude and our beliefs, and we can we can choose to put ourselves on the spiral up path. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean don't have compassion for yourself or don't give yeah. yourself space. You know, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of heavy things in the world. And there's death and things like that. You know, we're not talking about Pollyanna and yeah, who you do it. We're talking about really having gracious accountability with yourself, but knowing who you are and yeah. getting to that source of inspiration so that you can take actions to expand yeah. your influence in, yeah. in your life and in the world. Just in the way that you're talking about it, Beth, I think there's placing an importance on not rushing this, right? Like allowing there to be that acknowledgement, right? This is you know, this is tough, right? Like, of course, I'm tired at the end of the day, right? I'm I'm processing all of these things. I'm caring about the impact on all of these people in my work, in my in my world. And then in doing the acknowledgement of here's what I'm concerned about, right? Because these things are are important to me, or they have impacts on projects, work, coworkers, family, loved ones, right? Taking that time to acknowledge. 
I love this idea of using it with the team. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, all a business is, is a, is a network of people. And if you are someone who produces results with people and we all do, nobody produces results in a vacuum, but if you get the importance of relationships and producing results, that's huge. It's no longer you, you and I see this, Amy, it's no longer where companies can just produce results and, you know, do it on the back of their people. I mean, they have, we have to really prioritize relationships with results. And when we do our influence expands, no matter what role you're in. Yeah. Uh, I want to come back to the question. We've already answered this somewhat. If I am a team leader and I've got somebody who's seeing the glass half full, right? And, uh, and, you know, is seeing all the, the obstacles, seeing all the issues with I don't know, a, a solution or a business model or a path we've chosen to go forward. I mean, I'm hearing build a relationship with that person, right? Understand who they are, what makes them tick, what's important to them, right? The more that we understand about that, the more that we can speak into what's important to them. Um, I'm also hearing we can use a tool like the three columns that we've been speaking to. Um, what else would you offer when when we've got that, oh, that, that person with the negative talk right in front of us? Yeah, a couple things. As the leader, you have to create the space that they can actually speak and feel heard. Okay. Now, from I know for me, that's really challenging because I'm immediately going to a fix, a problem, a solution. I don't want to hear all the reasons why it can't work, and yeah. I have a tendency to shut people down on that. Well, I you're a po- you're a possibility seer, right? So your mind and you yeah. you go there, yeah. Right. So I've had to actually teach myself over the course of my career that by me jumping in and forcing that frame too soon, it actually shuts people down. Mm -hmm. And so then they're not speaking up candidly. Then they're not bringing. Yeah. For them, they have to see all the problems. They have to feel heard. And then they then they have to be helped. We have to teach them how to then get to the other side. Someone said to me, how do you, how do you see possibility all the time, Beth? And I'm like, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, one of those things where it's kind of like you ju- I just do it and I wish I did know how because I could teach that, but because I don't know how I do it, I, I don't know how to teach it sometimes. Okay. So I can't demand somebody else have that if it's an innate skill, right? But it can be taught. And part of it is their innate skill is to actually be very thorough and understand the situation. Yes. Right. And I have to appreciate that as their leader. Very valuable. So, yeah. Yeah. So time box it. You know, if I know this person is going to give me 15 reasons why it can't be done, I'm going to say to them, look, Amy, we have 20 minutes. Tell me in the first five minutes, all the reasons why you think this won't work. Okay. Okay. Go. Give it to me. All right. I hear all that. Which of all those things are the two most critical? Mm, Nice. Okay. Those two, because it's not the laundry list anymore. We got it. We're not going to tackle them all. 
Give me the top two. Prioritize. So now, now we're now we're under discussion on the priority of the top issues. That's half of our 20 minutes. Now I'm going to say, okay, do you think I've heard you? Do you feel heard in this? Because I actually see this. I appreciate you taking me to this issue. We can't solve everything. We're going to focus on these two. Now let's flip the switch. Let's talk about how could we mitigate these issues? How could we overcome these obstacles? What's possible that we haven't thought of yet? Now we're into my space, which is my strength, but I had to really honor theirs mm-hmm. so that they can come with me into that final phase. Mm. If I don't, if I shut them down or here we go again, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to create more problem and they're not going to get on board with the solution. And that's what it's all about. So I'm back to, it's about the relationship and the result. I could solve that problem now that they laid it on my desk, but that doesn't serve me, them, or the business. Love that, Beth. And love as you talked through that, you were overt with us. And it sounds like you're often overt in the conversation with the other person about our process, right? This is our vent part. Get it all out. I want to hear everything. Okay, now we're going to prioritize. Now we're going to choose the top. And then you even said flip the switch, right? Now we're now we're going to shift. And now we're forward focused. How, how do we solve? Yep. What action what action do we want to take? And that's what I that's the teaching part as a leader, like to mm-hmm. teach them. You know, a lot of people want a checklist. They want you to mechanize everything. It's like, well, how do you mechanize creativity? I guess you can on some levels, but if you can give people the process and help yeah. them understand they can go with you. Yeah. My, are they going to be the best innovative thinker? Probably not, but they're they're vital in the process. Yeah. So they have to feel that. And I can't come up with ideas on my own. That's not a solution. And they can't prevent everything from being, you know, solved. So yes. how do we get to that middle ground? And that win-win. <laughs> yeah, great point. I was thinking of it from the aspect of we are overt about our process because that lets the other person know our intentions, why we're asking what we're doing, you know, like like how this is going to work. It's also a teaching of the the process, the approach, if you will. Yeah. Oh, Beth, you have said so many great things today. I want to underscore some key points. Every one of us is a leader in our lives, we can bring awareness to what's going on in our heads and our hearts and our bodies, and we can intentionally choose personal responsibility of our attitude and therefore our actions. And you took us through a tool, a process that can help us with that, the three columns. What am I worried about? What's outside of my control? What is inside of my control? building the relationships along with producing results most powerful when they're coming together uh, hand in hand Uh, anything else you want to underscore about our conversation today beth just a little mutual admiration here because amy you embody all those things Mm. which is why you are such a great partner with us Mm. um and that's what we strive to really bring and teach you know, all of our clients is it, you can have influence. You can use your power for good. 
you're you're influencing all the time. It's a question of whether or not you're doing it intentionally and whether or not you're doing it by choice. Yeah, and it does take that courage to look and see what's so about how we think, believe, interact with what's going on around us. Right? And okay. and how and and can we be bold? right in the actions that we take to influence in the ways that we most want to bath i have loved this conversation it has gone by so quickly thank you for sharing these terrific insights with us it is fully my intention that our listeners uh, can take and apply what you've shared right away wonderful well thanks for having us thanks for having me and you know, thanks for uh, sharing the concepts because it's everyone taking charge of their own life. If we all did that, now that is influence. <laughs> that is powerful. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.